Meanwhile, on the world farm, Destiny and one of the Mr. Sinisters plot their evil machinations in year 10. But I'm curious. I know why I won't undo the last 10 years. What about you? What do you get from a diseased reality like this one? You really can't guess? It's such a simple answer. In this world, my wife is alive. Oh, and some things you don't gamble with. Right, yeah. Um, look, can we just stop the evil monologuing for a second? Mm, mm-hmm, yes. Um, I just want to ask, you have that gold mask on your face and you are drinking a cup of tea. Hot scalding tea is just dripping down your mask onto your breast. What is going on here? Uh, because I'm evil, I drink so much tea. I am urinating constantly. And I don't know which has caffeine and which doesn't. So I'm all over the place energy-wise. I actually don't drink anything. I'm very dehydrated and I actually have tons of kidney stones. It's a real bitch. Oh, it's important you drink eight glasses of water a day. Eight glasses at eight ounces each. <gasps> oh no, the kidney stone. It's going to come out of you painfully next Wednesday. Oh crap. Everybody and welcome to episode 251 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett. Evil Jeff, good luck editing that opening sketch. And this is your host, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hi. How are you doing on this Super Bowl Monday? Super Bowl Monday. I'm telling you right now, um, it's, uh, we got some things to talk about. Why don't we just get right into it? Hit the Hot Topics music. We got some hot, we got some hot topics. Yeah. Brett, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did, I did. Did I you actually watch the, the sports of it? I only watched yes. the halftime show. No. I actually watched the game. I don't I have give to a say shit something. about the game. This is highly controversial on a show like Comic Book Queers colon Legacy. Yeah. I loved it. I love the game. The game was great. You like do you like football in general? I do. Ugh, I hate it. I come I hate from it. a football household. My my whole family when I was growing up loved football. And the exuberance and the energy of my family watching the Giants play, it made it enjoyable for me as a kid, and that carried on into my adult. So life. who were you rooting for? Were you rooting for the Eagles? Because they're I close actually, to you? I was rooting for the Eagles because I want this part of the country to be that part of the country. But then but didn't then, they make a controversial um, call at the end that caused them to yeah. lose? Yeah, 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 they did. Uh, and but I, I'm not an Eagles fan. I've always hated the Eagles, but at least I have some kind of an emotional connection to them, not yeah. like Kansas City. But, I mean, who doesn't love a comeback story? So I started rooting for the Chiefs at the end. Although the Chiefs, that's still kind of racist, yeah. right? And I think I saw a thing where they had end ra- racism like written in the border of the end zone. Meanwhile, the rest of the end zone says Chiefs. 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a funny juxtaposition. Oh, good Lord. I mean, that's so a fo- you watched halftime. Football is is complete with contradictions where they're trying where they're trying to appease the racist people and trying to appease the leftist people by putting like liberals and people of color. And then there's like racist like people were mad that at the beginning um, that there was like a black national anthem like sung as well. Yeah, well, there is a black national anthem. So why do we have to have one? But also, like, what what does that do? Like, it's not like they sang it instead of it. They just right. sang it in addition of. Why do you like, care? Oh, no, we have a whole repertoire. I think it's great. I swear to God, these right wing people need to just be. I just want them to be honest with their racism. I'm sick of them acting like. They just want everything. They want everything to be the way it was. And the way it was was highly racist. Yeah. And they just act like that. That's not a thing. It's just it's driving me bonkers. Um, They're also decided that the halftime show was Satan. They felt Sam Smith's show at the Emmys was Satan. I feel if you wear red, if you wear the color red now and you're a musician, apparently you're a Satanist. It's wild that these people still have this like cartoonish devil imagery in their head. Like like they think there's a guy in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork downstairs going, (laughs) you're going to be here one day. (laughs) Also, even if a singer was dressed as a devil and just dancing around, Around. Fun. What, what? How is that going to make your child a Satan worshiper? Mommy, I love the devil now. Yeah, I Kill. mean, give me a goddamn break. Even the actual Satanists don't believe in Satan anymore. Right. Ugh. I might join that church, by the way. They seem like they're a lot of fun. Well, the fact that they're like part of our tenants is being able to have an abortion. So they're suing people for... Um, like they're breaking the laws of freedom of religion. Freedom of religion. By not letting them get abortions. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's a complicated life. There's so many ways to use things for whatever. But what what great. did you think of the halftime show? It was great. It reminded me of Super Smash Brothers. I thought it was beautiful, but people were like fighting. I saw it with a bunch of homos. People were fighting with each other. Half the people hated it. And oh, I, I was, was on flawless. the side, the people that loved it. And people loved were it. like, she's not giving any energy. And part of me would be like, okay, let's put on the umbrella music video. Do you right. see a difference in energy? That's her. That's, her. that's Rihanna. That's how Rihanna that's performs. Rihanna's energy. And if you're like, oh, I don't like it. I think that's bad. Well, then, then you don't like Rihanna. Then you don't like Rihanna. It's and people that are like a fans of her music and saying she wasn't giving her all. And I'm like, yeah, she never gives her fucking all. She's too busy being a fucking billionaire, bitch. <laughs> she doesn't have to give her all. Yeah. Her sum is more than enough. Yeah. And it literally was just a big sales pitch. They were just lifting up, showing off her lingerie that she can sell. She's doing her palettes. Like she's showing off her makeup during the set. Like she was literally, there was just an ad for her million billion dollar makeup empire. It was media <laughs> placement. We love it. I know. Smart. And that's why I just don't understand. It's like, it really was just like a capitalist's wet dream. Why are the Republicans hating it? Because they hate everything. All right, <sighs> moving on. Is she pregnant? Was she pregnant? Yeah, she's five months pregnant. Oh, Jesus Christ. Also, that explains her energy. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, maybe, she, yeah, maybe she's not going to fucking twerk her ass off when she's got a baby inside of her. Lighten up. I can't even get through a Zoom call and I'm not pregnant. I know. I can't even like walk to the other room without being out of breath. 
Well, I mean, that's because you have long COVID. Well, yeah, but you know. But that's only like being two months pregnant. <laughs> anyway, the halftime show, Rihanna was great. Did the, I? Did, yeah. Was there any disappointments of like she, what she did not sing? No. no I was saying nothing but the hits. It was great. I wanted some Shut Up and Drive. Shut Up and Drive. It's I did want that. I wanted Tatiana and Alyssa Edwards to show up and do their famous lip sync to it. Oh, fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was great. It was great. Everybody was fucking great. lighten up. So you watched the Super Bowl the gay way. You focused on the halftime show. Did you also focus on the commercials? Um, I did not, but I did watch some of the important commercials. Like the Hollywood blockbuster trailers? I actually um, only watched one of the trailers. I, I watched the other trailer, but it was on mute while everyone was talking. and couldn't really hear it. And that was the Flash trailer. The Flash trailer, I saw it, but I didn't really hear it because everybody was talking so loud. Um, but the Guardians of the Galaxy one, I rewatched. I actually like rewatched. Went on YouTube. I went on YouTube and watched both the flash trailer i gotta tell you i like i heard rumors that keaton was gonna show up in a dc movie but i thought it was batgirl which was shelved and so bye bye keaton i did not know keaton was part of flash so they got me they got me when he was who like is I'm he batman. gonna be in like, this batman oh he's gonna be batman the old original batman yeah but ben affleck batman's in it as well oh so they're doing variants they're doing marvel oh god i feel like that's just like that's what everyone that we're going to be looking back. Like, remember when everything was in a multiple dimension? Thanks a I, lot. Everywhere, everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. I think people, it's a genre now. I think people, I, I think they're overreacting to this trailer. Personally, it looks fine. It looks cool. I, like I still am not crazy about seeing it. I also it am like, I'm going to see but... it, but I'm also still very on the fence about Ezra Miller's recovery. Right. I don't want to, like, I, <clears throat> I do I believe in the idea of, I was listening to this thing of someone talking about the idea of permanently canceling someone and forever punishing them um, for something is is back to the idea of like white supremacy and, and arresting like all black people and putting them in jail forever just as a way to get rid of them. And I was like, Oh, that's a different take. I never really thought about before. And I do like the idea of reformative justice of the idea of like someone can learn from their mistakes. But when you have media and PR people, you never really know who's really learning from their mistakes. Right. Or is it all just like a fake out media blitz where it's not real. So it's really it's hard like to trust. It's like that other commercial, the the Am I Acting campaign. Like, are these really good or am I acting? Yeah. Did you see those no, with Steve Martin? No, no, It's like that with Ezra Miller. Like, is he... I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. So sorry. Are they, like, sorry? Yeah. <laughs> like, serious about recovery? Yeah. Or is this just because there's a movie? Yeah. Is there a difference I don't know. Cause that's the real and, question. And yeah, because that's that. Roseanne Barr just had her stand-up special released on Fox Nation. <laughs> oh, God. I hear it's so toxic. And it's funny because she was just... But she did make a weird point where she was like, how come I was fully canceled 
and all of the male people are still able to perform and and are still able to have their careers, but not me. And part of me wants to be like, well, it's because they said things, they did things against women and trans people, and you did things against black people. <laughs> and right. unfortunately, um, yours is a lot harder to uh, wash away, bitch. So, uh, and we live in a world where people are much more willing to say like, oh, women are stupid and are asking for it. Oh, and like, oh, trans people, that's just their opinion. That's just J.K. Rowling's opinion if she hates trans people. Ugh. Roseanne. Also, why is Fox getting into comedy with this Gutfeld nonsense? That had a commercial on the Super well, Bowl. But that's as the thing. Well. People don't realize it. Nice, why is nice he getting try. into comedy? No, nice try. He is going up against the Colbert, the Stephen Colbert and beating him. Oh, it, oh. Okay. But as somebody who feels like they can judge comedy, it's not oh, funny. Oh, he's not funny. Oh, he's not funny at all. He's literally just someone. He's he's the They're the just terms, mean. He's smug. He's smug, smug the word. and smug. glum. He's a glum and that's cunt. Humor to them. As uh, what's it? Mel Ugh. Gibson said that once. Oh, um, he's just really smug. He's one of the guys who just like you know likes likes to smell his own farts. I will watch the five sometimes. That show he's on with Janine Pirro, him, and all these crazy. And then there's this one oh. amazing Democrat woman who is like used to be on like Obama's uh, campaign, and it's just this one lone wolf of sanity trying to listen to all of them be nuts and they're nuts and they just and that's the thing that i hate is with him he doesn't believe anything he says he's simply doing it to stoke the right-wing fear of flames to get more views and that's why i feel a lot of these people on fox news are evil all of them are vaccinated they're yes, all vaccinated, all but the then views. they will go out and preach that you shouldn't get vaccinated. They're yep. all hypocrites. And I just want Fox News. I just want it like the, the mask of the Red Death. I want some evil plague to like go into that thing and just kill everybody there. I'm over it. Um, the second coming. That's what. <laughs> yeah, I need the fun that's guy. That's what that'll look like. Although, all right, coming... but then I'm just, I don't, don't, I, maybe I shouldn't be talking about violence on a podcast, but whatever. Okay, let's talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer instead. Okay, Flash, that was our, that was our <laughs> review of the Flash trailer. Weird. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we highly have emotional. high evolutionary. Yes, and um, he does not look kind. No, and it doesn't look like that's the, that's, he's the person that made uh, Rocket Raccoon. Yes. Um, it looks fun. I will say, though, it is weird where I need to kind of take my, and this is my problem with the Christmas special, too, of my new hatred. For Pratt. Of Chris Pratt and kind of, like, let go of that. Because it's like, it's still the same character. It's not Chris Pratt. Why do I carry that along with me? See, I don't feel that that much. I'm over, like, it's Star I'll be Wars fine when I watch I don't it. I'll be Pratt. fine when I I don't look at Chris it. Pratt. Yeah. I think I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, we didn't mention Supergirl in the Flash trailer. She looks awesome. Back to the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. It clearly looks like in the Guardians of the Galaxy that a main character is going to die. And I think I'm it's going to be they're, Rocket. They're, I'm uh, really? But I, it's too obvious? I'm thinking either that or it's the 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 guy that's that's just kind of the side character that's inside the spaceship all the time. Uh... Uh, Sean Gunn? Yeah. From Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. Yondu's right-hand man. Yeah. 
I don't know, but they all seem to be crying a lot. So I don't know what's, Kragler. what's Kragler? going on. Kragler. Yeah, it's highly emotional. I mean, you've got Rocket reuniting with his long lost love and they're hugging and they're spinning. But then you see him in flashbacks hooked up to machines. Yeah. You hear him talking about a big, beautiful sky as if those are his dying words. Uh. We have tension between Nebula and Peter. He's calling Gamora a dick because, you know, this isn't our original Gamora. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's complex. You know who I think is going to die is Drax. I think it's Drax. Oh, no. I don't want any of them to die. But I guess this Me is either. probably the last Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because so he can't do Marvel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm real excited. Do you think Guardians of the Galaxy will have a post credit scene in Ant-Man, which is coming out this week? Hello, Ant-Man Quantumania. Hello, Phase 5 starts this week. I don't know. I feel I've been very disappointed in the post credit scenes. So I'm not really looking forward to anything because they're always disappointing. All right. You want to hear my ultimate fantasy of what the post credit scene will be in Ant-Man. Okay. What Scott Lang dies in the movie. Oh, an iron lad comes back. uh, No, I was going to say stinger Cassie. She is now, this is now the motivation to avenge the death of Scott Lang and so it will be her deciding she's going to bring a team together. And so she does one of those, you know, where they look people up on the internet and she'll look up Kate Bishop. Yeah. Because that'll be the for the Young Avengers. Yeah. Uh, but we still don't know how we're getting the goddamn um, uh, Wiccan. How are we going to get Wiccan and Speed back? So there were some leaks that were not promising. Um, not I- promising? I.e. Billy is um, Agatha's kid, not Wanda's. So he's not Wiccan. I didn't say that. But, oh, but could it be the same thing where Billy was born from another woman, but it's really, but it's the soul of Wanda of Speed and Wiccan? Is it going to be that shit? All I know is that I think I read that Billy is going to be Agatha's son instead of Wanda's. That's what I read. I think it's hearsay and conjecture. I'm probably making up lies. But I think, but that's the thing is the original history was he wasn't, he was born from somebody else, but had the soul of Billy. So they could right. use that again. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It could be that same thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that, but they've delayed that. Didn't they delay it again to like 2025? Yeah, I think so. What the fuck? I can't. I'm going to be... <sighs> Dead. We're gonna be so old before there's oh a Fantastic God. Four or an X Men movie. Can you believe like we're gonna go see an X Men movie and we're gonna be like sixty five years old? All right, Which, let's I cut. Mean, okay, here we're gonna cut. Okay, we're gonna cut real quick. We're gonna show you the future. Destiny is gonna <laughs> give us a quick future. I'm gonna play the opening credits, and we're gonna show you forty years from now where we're finally happy that the new X Men movie is. We're just gonna show a little clip of it. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode 1020 hey, of hey. CBQ. I'm evil. What's my evil? Jeff, Jeff, you idiot. Jeff, evil Jeff, and here's a uh, brute. Brett. 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 
Oh my god, my back hurts. Well, we decided we would do this podcast until the X-Men movie would come out. And here it is. The X-Men movie is coming out. What do you think, Brett? You saw the trailer. Uh, I couldn't really see it too well, but it sounded fantastic. It um, did. It very did. excited for... Uh, well, it's a team of, of new characters that they introduced in the past 20 years. I don't really connect to most of them, but I think Cyclops is a cameo. Yeah, uh, hopefully Cyclops will be in it. And apparently they're just going to have a poster of Dazzler in the background. And that's about it. So I think I'm okay to go. Did you die? Finally. All right, so that was that was the pat. That's what the future of us hearing the new X Men movie is going to be like on this show. Can't wait. Yeah, fantastic. Um, speaking of the X Men, we've got like two ish books that we want to talk about in our X Men segment. Do you want to hit that music? We can't yet because actually someone just knocked on the door. Oh, I'm afraid Dazzler is here and she wanted to give some hot gossip. So hold on, come on in. Hi, uh, hey everybody, hit the fucking music, bitches! Well, it's hot gossip with your favorite beauty. Dazzler's bringing you some scalding hot tea. Yeah! Woo! Why yeah. are you back? Woo! Why did you come back? Hi. Why did you come back? Girl, because I'm the only reason people are listening to your stupid gay podcast. Uh, oh my God, bitch just went there. No, All right. Didn't. So anyway, I just wanted to give some hot gossip. Um, basically, I don't know if you're aware of this, but apparently a certain mutant who can blow things up. <laughs> Is okay, totally so dating a human. Gross. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually her date was depicted in a recent X-Men Infinity comic. That's right. And also, if you would notice, my fans just, they always recognize me no matter what. And sometimes I have to be like, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That came from a real place. That scene where the guy recognized you, but you were disguised as a bartender. And you're like, I'm not Dazzler. Go away. I know. It was hilarious. Um, Oh, my God. Anyway. You really were all doing the most to interfere on Boom Boom's date. I mean, you could have just left her alone. Well, look, I'm just going to tell you this. When it comes to love, Boom Boom is an idiot. Because let's talk about who has Boom Boom liked. She's liked Richter, who is gay. Gay. She's liked um, Cannonball, who is an ectomorph, like a tall, skinny loser who now is is married with a baby. It's like, get over it. And who What's else? What's an ectomorph? An ectomorph and an endomorph. It's called body types. Haven't you ever taken like a, a, like a physical education class? No. An ectomorph is someone that's like really tall and skinny. Oh, how... I lived my most of my life in that shape. How did I never hear that word before? Well, maybe because you're a stupid gay person. <laughs> that must be it. Anyway, so boom, boom. Oh, I'm just all right. It's boom, boom. So like, I don't. I mean, no, we know. Yeah. We know. Okay. So, but basically, she just doesn't know how to get play. She has told me she has only had sex one time. With who? One time, and this is embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. 
Okay. It's really embarrassing. Are you sure you should be airing her dirty laundry like this? It was with Warlock. Ew. <laughs> what? It's crazy. Wow. I know. Wow. He's an ectomorph. Yeah, totally. Totally. And um, so I was like, you need to get, because, you know, I've I've had... I've had plenty of men. Tons of men. Tons of men. Tons of men. I've even fucked Beast. Did you know Beast? Oh, here's another little bit of a thing. Beast called me the other night. Oh, no way. And he was like, hey, cunt, you up? And I was like, cunt? <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? He so talks I was like, like that now. I was like, all right, I am up. Come on over. So Were he came yeah. over and he was just like, there was like goo on him. And I was like, what is that goo what? on you? It was like a something about Mary moment, you know, where it's like, oh, let me use it as hair gel. But I wasn't going to use it as hair gel. And I was like, is that sperm? And he's like, oh, of course not, Desert. It's not sperm. It's the brains of a mutant I've been experimenting on. And that, I was oh, like. You didn't even wash it off? What? Gross. Oh. So I made him take a shower, but then I don't know. And then it just smelled like wet dog. I mean, I still did it because I was horny. Anyway, what are we talking about? I'm not sure. What time but is it? Other- oh my God. Oh shit. I am actually performing at Mickey's tonight. I am performing oh, with the fun. drag queens and it's basically. You got the gig. I, well, I sort of killed Morgan McMichaels. I had to, <laughs> I had to shoot her in the head <laughs> with a solid photon light beam. Um, and now uh, I am headlining bitches. So right. I gotta go. Suck it losers. Bye. Thanks for your time, Dazzler. Thank you, Dazzler. Sorry about that. I mean, do you have, what do you have, an open window? Like, I mean, she did actually, she apparently could just use a solid, she could make like a solid photon, photon light, key yeah. and just unlock uh, my door. She can do anything with solid photon. Yeah. Is that real? I, solid. I, I, it, oh, you mean in like the real world of physics? No, yeah. No. Huh. What it was thing? something invented by Chris Claremont, but now <laughs> exists because Dazzler was actually here. Incredible. All right, well, let's talk about these X books. Hit the real X Men music. I was reading X Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we've got Bishop War College, number one, and Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, number one. Let's talk about this you want th- Bishop War College. Bishop first. War College. This? Um, Bishop's training kids, and it goes as well as you'd expect. Yeah, and I like that they really brought up like, oh, remember when he went crazy and was like trying to murder Hope for like ten years? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he, it's he comes from a dystopian future, everybody, and he kind of takes out that trauma <laughs> on these young mutants. But here's the thing: them. is in, I think in his future, Krakoa did not exist. Correct. So at this point, I think that's why he kind of chilled out because he was like, oh, everything's really different now. So I don't have to like worry about hope, like ruining everything. Yeah. But now he has to worry about many, many, many different people descending upon this island and killing its population. Yeah. And his way of training the kids is basically horror show, like just throwing them to the fire, not letting them rest or anything. Just driving them into the ground again. Do it again. Do it again. And yeah. Yeah. And then Danny Moonstar is like, hey, you know what? Hey. You're an idiot and you're an asshole. Could you chill the fuck out? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no. 
And she's like, well, guess what? If you don't, you're, I'll call you off. And he's like, how dare you say that you could call me off? And she's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm actually in charge of the kids. You might be in charge of the war teams, but I'm in charge of the kids. When they were doing the training exercise, I was like, oh, cool. It's Surge and Armor and Thorn, Feral sister Thorn, and Angel Salvador. And then all of a sudden, it's not Thorn and it's not Angel Salvador. And I'm like, okay. Who are who we, were they? <laughs> they're Cam Long and Aura. And I'm like, all right, I may not know who these mutants are, but if they're new, I just ask that we stop inventing because we have every character ever created available to us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Angel Salvatore has her own thing going on where I don't think she's on. Like, she was living on that thing. Remember when Beak was like... Where they were at Normal. his parents' house. Human. But they were like at his parents' house and then the parents got killed and there was like being held hostage. And the oh, new yeah. And New Mutants when it started. Yeah. So maybe they can't, they couldn't use her. Um, but anyway. Maybe, yeah. uh, I also, I've here's more unction I have with this book. You like, they're either Fenris or they're the Von Strucker twins. They're not the Fenris twins. You know what I mean? I'm splitting hairs. But Bishop calls them the Fenris twins. And I was like, no, they're just Fenris. Yeah. The two of them together are Fenris and they are twins. Because the Fenris twins mean that they're twins with the last name Fenris. Is that what you're saying? Is that what exactly. you're trying to get at? Okay, yeah. That's what I'm that's The point what I'm is they're, they're Nazis. The Von Struckers. They're the, von, the point is they're Nazis. The point is and we incestuous. need to, it's like, it's like, hey, when you're going to have a black centered comic, let's have some fucking white supremacists be the bad guys so we can shoot the fuck out of them. Also, like the trope of, oh no, we've lost our powers. Like eye roll, but okay, we'll go with it. Then why is Wrong Slide just chilling right there? Wrong Slide is a psychic entity who's able to like form rocks into a body. If they lost their powers, then Wrong Slide would crumble into a pile of rocks. True. Also, um, the idea that Tempo would take them into a cave and put them in an eternal loop where they were just living forever and doing things over and over, wouldn't they still get hungry and have to eat? Oh, I don't know. Would the body's physiology do the loop as well so they wouldn't have to eat? I don't know. I found that a little confusing too. It would restore the calories in your body. Also for me, it's like, hey, you're just going to train for one day. Psych, it's going to be in an eternal loop so you'll really be training for one year straight. I'd be like, um... The fuck I am. I'm out of here. I would have loved it if two of them emerged and said, we fell in love. <laughs> Another trip. But the thing, the reason why I like this is I've, I liked um, where it went. When it, they got, it looked like Tempo and Bishop got sucked into some alternate timeline. <laughs> right. Wait, this is wild. Like, I thought this book was going to be about him training these kids. And then all of a sudden... We do this Wizard of Oz thing where Bishop gets sucked into another world where all the X-Men are black. Yeah. And I want to see that world of like, how does that make things different? How um, does that the, make things different? The X-Men are much healthier and much more successful. <laughs> That's my guess. Um, yeah. Uh, so and I'm Jean, Gray, Jean yeah. Gray spells her name G-R-A-E. <laughs> That's a hip hop joke, everybody. If you know, you know. But I am, cool? but I do, I do right? think Storm is going to be white and that's going to be weird. Oh no, Storm's going to suck. Yeah. Storm's going to be like a real housewife. 
of Westchester. But hey, Dazzler is going to be way better at music. Dazzler's going to be the way she was originally supposed to be. Was she supposed to be black originally? Yeah. Did you ever see that art? Oh, no. Oh, that's so depressing oh that they she looks wouldn't do that. so cool. And the only reason she changed it is because they did not want two black women on the same team. Oh, God. You need to Google that shit. Google it. That's horrifying. Google the, the picture. Can you do that right now? Can we have your real-time reaction? Okay. Oh, oh, shit. She looks so cool. Oh, my God. She looks amazing. I would have loved this Dazzler. I love it. They they should have Dazzler in this story, in this alternate universe, just so they can have this Dazzler in oh, the story. Yes. I would die. If Bishop wore college, it was just designed to give us this version of Dazzler, and that's all it was for? Oh. Yeah. Ah, love it. But let's talk about um, some Storm in the Brotherhood. Yes, it's part of the Sins of Sinister universe. I found this very confusing because it's called Storm and the Brotherhood, but does Storm die? No, she doesn't die. She lives. Okay. It kind of ended with her being like stabbed to death, it looked like. But it looked yeah, like no, Roberto died. It takes dies, more than that. Roberto does die. Which seems Roberto ridiculous. I feel like Roberto die. would not die. <laughs> well, it was a it was a fucked up moment. A lot of people died. A lot of people. Uh, but she storm so this is the year 10 installment of this part of the story of sins of sinister and so storm has got uh well arako is completely wiped out yeah and they're just like in a little hidden meteorite they're like rebels like star wars yeah and she's got her own little team her own little brotherhood and some of it's really weird yeah especially the team people the people on the team the people on the team like what? Well, because there's no one left, and so we've got like the, you know, your your whiz kids of the world. Yeah. Who's great, by the way. Yeah. But we have so it's Iron Fire. Yes, aka Wolverine. Which which <laughs> Iron Fire can just turn his blood into like a solid object, which is weird. Into metal because he's got molten blood. And he. He seems like like if Wolverine and Namor were like yeah. merged together or something. Yeah, kind of like Diamond Patch. <laughs> yeah, and then we also have Cable, we have Korra, we have Wizkid. It just all seems I was hoping for a little more like I would have loved a Dazzler. <laughs> I would have loved All right. I would have loved some, but I but Dazzler because she's not she's not ever died, so she wouldn't have had the sinister. Yeah, sure, thing. sure. Um Iceman. Yeah. Who also probably never died. Yeah. Um But anyway. But wait, can I tell you something yeah. about Quick? Sure. She was the um remember that guy? That was in X-Men Red. He was the NASA astronaut. Oh, yeah. She's one of the kids like, that he was like protecting, right? Yes. Yeah. And she took his last name. His name was Craig Marshall. Oh, oh, that's sweet. And she calls herself Lulo Marshall. Oh, that's, I thought that was really that's sweet. a sweet thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, but Storm's still like kick ass. And basically, it still comes down to... Mystique kind of disguises herself as Destiny, and it's like they don't clearly Destiny and Mystique don't trust Storm and the Brotherhood, and vice versa. 
with good reason. But it does look like, I'm assuming that it looks like Mystique and Destiny, at the end of Sins of Sinister, the Moiras are disappeared. And it looks like they are the ones that disappeared it. Yeah. And this is the mission that did it. Basically, Mystique and Destiny use Storm and the Brotherhood just to get in. And then they steal the Moiras out from under Storm and the Brotherhood and make their escape. Yeah. However, Mystique is fucking uh, betray- about to betray them. And so that's where I'm like, she's actually pretending to be Wizkid and just using a hologram of Mystique. So I'm wondering is like, where Genius. is where is Wizkid? Where is Wizkid? That's right. I hope he's not dead. There's like no one left. But didn't Wizkid use his powers to teleport the thing away? To teleport the Moiras away? So how did I think it was more device, not his powers. So I guess did she already have that device then? Yeah, I guess Wizkid probably made it and then she made the switch at some point. Yeah, so I'm like, is he dead or what? What's going on? But anyway, so they're kind of left stat like Storm stabbed. So it looks like they're all fucked. We kind of don't really know what's gonna happen to them. Because it really did look like Storm was about to bite it. It takes more than that. Yeah. To take I mean, you her can't down. have a comic called Storm and the Brotherhood and then have Storm die. Yeah. yeah. And like, I've seen the year 1000 cover. It's, I think it's her, like, very old. It might be the year 100 cover, actually. But then we have, as we saw in the beginning, Destiny drinking tea through her mask. Somehow drinking tea through her mask. And she's with uh, the one of the, the, the Dominion Sinister. Um, yeah, yeah. And so they're conniving, canoodling. Um, and I think Sinister's motivation, this spade Sinister's motivation, is clearly something phalanx related because his last line is, there can only be one who has dominion. Yes, dominion overall, of course, meaning power, but also dominion tied to the whole idea of um, you know, intelligence getting so dense, it collapses in on itself, creating the whole phalanx thing, blah, blah, blah. Well, it definitely seems like he's like, oh, I like what Sinister's doing, but I want to be the final one with it, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he is a Sinister, after all. They probably all do want the same thing. Yeah, but then why is Destiny working with him? What, I, I guess because, that's the I mean, thing is, what does Destiny is really want? But it's, I, but it's like where she's alive. It. I know it's where she's alive, but if at the end this leads to a dominion, everybody is going to be merged with the phalanx. So why would she want that? <laughs> I don't know. But maybe uh, she, I think it stops at Mystique is alive. Okay. That's it. Yeah. All right. One thing I want to mention is Cable. He's merged with Xylo, that, that thing that was made out of insects and then wound up just getting like horribly maimed during the Uranus attack. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know what I am now. He's Cable's arm now. Yeah. So I guess is he what's keeping his technovirus at bay? I guess if if he even has a technovirus anymore. Well, that's the weird thing is how they tried to explain that he kept getting resurrected with they needed to put with it with the technovirus. And I was like, this is a real hard stretch for me. I know, like, but I know it's you like, want to keep him looking the same, so you don't want to exactly, get rid of it. Right, but it's a real right. big stretch for me to say that he has to. Well, they it. solved it with Zylo. Yeah. Go and Zylo. And so next is Nightcrawl. Go, go, go Zylo. Next is Nightcrawlers. Mm-hmm. Number one, is that right? Yeah. 
Can't wait for it. I'm liking this. I'm scared this. of that one. I'm, yeah, I like this I'm a lot. I'm into all of this. This is great. This is great. It feels really high stakes. And it's going to be an epic story if it's going to last over a thousand years. Is there any other comics to talk about? Not this week, there's not. Oh, shit. There Do we have a TV segment? Is there any TV? Not really, because... Well, I do want to talk... Well, we don't have to bring up music or anything. I just want to say, you know, you haven't seen it yet. Harley Quinn, very problematic. Valentine's Day special. I highly Oh, recommend. well, let's just talk about it. You can spoil me. It's fine. Hit the okay. music. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. All right. Tell me about it. How was the Harley Quinn Valentine special? Hilarious, obviously. It was so funny. So basically, it's about Harley trying too hard, doing the most to make Valentine's Day the best ever Valentine's Day that Poison Ivy had. Like, it has to be the best, best, best ever. Is this still so, where she's working with the bat guys and then and then Poison Ivy's evil? Yeah, but that's hardly like they don't. Oh, really, that's not a main thing of it. OK, no, it's not a main thing. But. Harley is still very much the head of the Legion of Doom, but that's not a plot point. Okay. It's just a fun fact. Um, so Harley makes this grand gesture that's actually really funny. She stages a crime for Poison Ivy to stop. Um, and she and winds up killing the CEO of this chemical plant, um, this chemical company in the process. So, oh my God, best, best Valentine's Day ever. But Poison Ivy was like, oh my God, that was so great. And Harley's like, it was great. It was great. It's not enough of a reaction. So Harley tries even harder. She winds up getting a love spell from the demon. Um, uh, Aragos, what's his name? Aragot, Aragotten, the, the DC character, the demon. And it basically is a potion that will give Harley, uh, that will give um, um, Ivy the best orgasm she's ever had. Well, oh no. They have sex. It works too well this weird mystical energy comes out of poison Ivy when she comes and it infects everybody in Gotham. I think they're in Gotham, wherever they are. And everybody in the city starts fucking like whoever. Oh, causes, I love those types of things. Fucking. I love it. Yeah. So the whole thing is basically Harley and Ivy having to stop the city from fucking, fucking themselves to death. Basically. Oh no. Bane, there's a plot line with Bane where he winds up growing to the size of a building, but he's just got this raging heart on that he can't, <laughs> like, no matter how many times he comes, it's just not enough. So he's just, like, fucking every building in this city. It's really funny. But there is a running gag of DC couples being interviewed on camera. So, like, an interstitial, like, every once in a while, you'll cut to... Superman and Lois Lane or, you know, like another DC couple. There's one segment that like, it just, I was for some reason crying. It was just so funny. It was Hawkman and Hawkgirl talking about sort of just like how they met and what their story is. But the vocal work is so funny. Evidently, like they keep getting killed and resurrected and they have to find each other again. And then they're killed and resurrected and they have to find each other again. So they're telling the story and the vocal work was so funny. I had to rewind it like four times. The next day I looked it up and the voices were Tyler James Williams and Quinta Brunson. I was like, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder. It was so funny. It was them. Oh, that's great. Because I didn't know that 
the EPs, uh, two EPs on Abbott Elementary are the showrunners of Harley Quinn. Oh, great. Love it. Yeah. Um, so you have to watch. Oh, it. I'm totally so going to watch. I don't want to spoil too much more, um, but you know, it's it's about everybody fucking. Do the math. It's Harley Quinn. <laughs> it's really good. I also am going to make a statement where I don't know how you feel about it. I think I'm going to drop The Last of Us. <gasps> I haven't caught up on the latest yet. I have not watched the last episode. I kind of saw what was happening. And here's my thing. I do not like, I'm not a big fan of zombie stuff in general. And The Walking Dead just traumatized me. And right now, this is giving that feeling of just, oh, we're going to find these people. And then the zombies kill a bunch of them and they half of them die. And now we're going to escape. Oh, and now we're going to meet this other thing. And then the zombies come and kill a bunch of them and all those people. Just the idea of like introducing characters just to like then get you to like them and then to kill them off. Yeah. In a horrible way by zombie zombies. Zombie genre 101. I'm yeah. just like, I just don't have the emotional bandwidth for that. So I think I'm going to probably stop watching it. Okay. I'm going to keep on. We don't have to talk about it. I will. We can I mean, talk about it if you feel it's something interesting. But I, for me, I'm just kind of, I've just kind of like been there, done that. I, yeah, here's the thing. It feels very been there, done that. Because also the world is really ending. I don't know if you're aware of all these, like, if how the aliens are showing up. What's all these, like, weird UFOs that yeah, are coming? It's aliens. And, and, the, and the government is like, we're not really sure what they are. I'm like, fucking great. Um, yeah, if the aliens are actually coming right now, I don't need to see a fungi end of the world scenario. I'm going to deal with the alien scenario in real life. Ugh. How? Oh, how am I going to deal with it? If the aliens, well, because I'm going to be like, hey, aliens, are you, who, are you, are you liberal? <laughs> are you progressive? <laughs> Do you think uh, Tucker Carlson's crazy, right? And if they're just like, we think all humans are awful, I'll be like, all right, well, let me line up first where you're giving us all, where you're murdering us all. <laughs> or I'm like, show me your probes. Show them. me the probes. Let me see yeah, what the probes I would try to look like. And see what kind of kinky shit. Yeah, into. yeah. <laughs> and I would sit them down, and I would I would play all my favorite movies to kind of win them over. I know. I'd be like, come on, let's watch Clue, and they'd be like, I don't get it. I'd be like, Ugh. Ugh, oh my god, my the god. aliens don't understand farce. Oh, it's set against the backdrop of World War II satire. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> Um, I do want to bring up one other show that I think everyone should one watch. Show. One show. It is called Poker Face. <gasps> oh, can we talk about Poker Face, my new favorite show? It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. I have, I'm two episodes in. The pilot, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, masterful. 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 There's a later so episode good. starring Judith Light that's fucking oh, Judith Light. It's fucking amazing. From the menu? Uh-huh. Um, this show is so good. I, like for anyone still listening, it's Natasha Leone basically playing Columbo. Peter Falk. And that's the thing is I decided to actually watch an episode of Columbo. They just happen to talk exactly the same. 
Oh, there, I mean, there was like a Twitter debate I remember from years ago that was like, who would be the better Columbo, Mark Ruffalo or Natasha Leone? Oh, that was a big cool. But that's the thing is like, I was watching, he's like, hey, I'm Peter, F- I'm Columbo. Oh, yeah. What's going on? I'm hey. Columbo. And I'm like, oh my God, that is Natasha Leone's it's voice. Exact. Yes. <laughs> so Man, it's, it's like perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. And that's the thing is, we were watching that first episode of Columbo, and you know who came up in the credits? Who? The very end of the episode, directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, no way. Steven really? Spielberg. It's one of the first things he ever directed. Is the, Holy is, shit. Is the pilot episode of Columbo. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, watch it. It's yeah, really good. Face it's is really good. real good. Yeah, watch Columbo, Adam. which is also on Peacock. You can watch both it of is. them. Yeah. Is there going to be a Columbo Poker Face crossover, you think? Well, Peter Falk is dead. Hire Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> um, get yeah, the um, but they, no, don't but get Peter. They have don't great, do Peter Do the guy. Yeah. Do the guy who played the grandfather in Princess Bride. But speaking of the menu, Hong Chow is also. She's in the second episode, isn't she? Because you said you saw the first two. Um. Yeah. She's the What's truck the driver. Yes. Correct. And yes. She, yes. Yes. And she's the yes. crazy waitress in the menu. Yes. And isn't she nominated for an Oscar for the whale? Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Watch Poker Face. Because that's the thing is right now we're having a new resurgence of murder mystery. And as someone whose clue is my favorite movie. And it is interesting when you watch, if you don't know what the Columbo format is, the Columbo format is very similar to, I guess if you, maybe if you ever saw like a law and order criminal intent of where they show the murderer doing the murder. So you know who did it. And so it's more just a game of you trying to figure out how is Natasha Lyonne going to figure out the murder. A little dramatic irony with your whodunit. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I love this show. Yeah, I'm now getting now. It's like Jennifer Coolidge, Natasha Lyonne, Aubrey Plaza. These are the new like gay They're, icons yeah. that yes. are coming. Laura Dern, you need to do something Power. soon <gasps> because Laura Dern is going to get replaced. She's going to get replaced by these girls unless she, she needs. They need to bring Laura Dern into a fucking White Lotus episode. What the fuck's going on? Well, she was the voice on the other end of the phone. Exactly. And she was in a Mike, she was the star of a Mike White production. So I know he loves her. Put her in a fucking White Lotus. I'm just mad there could never be a, a Laura Dern and, and Jennifer Coolidge scene in White Lotus. Oh. Maybe a flashback. Yes. All right. Well, I think we covered it all. I think we did. And more. And more. And then oh. when is, uh, when's, uh, um, Ant-Man coming out? Um, I'm seeing it this week. So I Thursday guess that's night. what we're going to be talking about next episode. Oh, uh, happy phase five, everybody. Quantumania. Well, Until then. Yeah, seriously. And I'll tell you this. If you ever decided to put on a gold mask and try to sip some scalding hot tea, well, I Tie. hate to break it to you. That makes you... Queer and a lesbian. Why? Bye.